Pour your favorite beverage and join us for the Coffee Club Wednesdays at 9 a.m. We discuss current issues, new and relevant technologies, books, recipes, review new products, and speak with special guests. Ask questions and share your knowledge via your computer, iPhone, or telephone. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect, phone number and PIN to call, view the program schedule in your local time, and listen to past episodes of many great podcasts. Join us live for the Coffee Club, Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific, or whenever you wake up at legendoldies.com. It's time now for the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club. Welcome to the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with Bill and Jenny Sparks, Dave and Chris Reekard, Tim Arney, and the crew. Bill will be taking your phone calls and you will hear lots of conversation. We will have cooking tips, demonstrations of products, and much, much more. And you may reach us by calling 1-646-558-8656. You will need the meeting ID 848-725-450. And when you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may download Zoom from the Play Store or the App Store. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Bill Sparks. Well, a very good morning from one of a very warm Southwest Florida on this April. What is it today, guys? Twenty April twenty ninth. I forget the date. One of these dates just kind of roll together. You know what I mean? But here we are, April twenty ninth, two thousand and twenty. I did that for the recording because otherwise I can't keep track. So, how is everybody this morning? Let's start with you, Jennifer, since you're the closest. I'm good. Good. Very, very good. You're, you're surviving? I am. I've found all kinds of uh, new entertainment to Some spend new- my time on. We'll, we'll talk about. All right. Uh, Jeff in Albany, where you're still locked down and you're, we're a little bit crazy, but now you're real crazy. How are you? Well, I'm doing good. I mean, you know, we're, we're locked down, but uh, that's going to, well, it's not going to end completely because it's going to end in phases. So I'm hoping that uh, by the uh, by June at this point that they'll open things up so we can do things. And like like uh, Chris will tell you about the weather they're going to have. We're going to have the same weather they're going to have. Wet, wet, and rainy. Well, we need the rain here, so send us a little rain. We had a little rain over the weekend on Sunday, but that's the first time in months. So send us send us the rain, please. All right, let's jump all around the country and go to southwestern Indiana and talk to Michael Love. Mike, how are you this morning? Oh, doing very well. It's raining here, so uh, just enjoying it and of course, I wasn't here last week. I didn't get to tell the great story but about Instacart, where not only did I have one order not delivered, I had two orders not delivered. But uh, that, So that was a good time. Well, we're going to get into that story a little bit and discuss that one. That, that, story, that story has some life to it. Uh, <laughs> it just goes on and on and on. We'll get everybody introduced here real quick. Um, Abby from Greensburg, Indiana. How are you this morning? I'm great. And I don't know if it's raining or not because I live in an apartment building, so I can't hear it on the windows or anything. So um, since we're still in lockdown mode, 
I'm happily hanging out by myself. Well, there you go. Well, sooner or later, you'll probably get some rain there today. And you're in southeastern Indiana, more precisely in Decatur County. So you're, yes. you're, you're just hanging out. That's good. And you had a very successful show yesterday. Yeah, it was awesome. So we expect for that to get better and better and better. And that is so very cool. All right, let's go to Pennsylvania, about 100 miles from Pittsburgh and go to the railroad town of Altoona, Pennsylvania. Chris and Dave, how are you? Well, we're good. We're expecting about two inches of rain between tonight and tomorrow. And if we could send you some, we sure would, because we don't really need that much right now. No. <laughs> no, but we'll take every every spare bit you can get. We'll take it here in Southwest Florida. All right. Well, they'll be back with demos and all kinds of things today. You'll be hearing from Chris and Dave. Let me see if I've got everybody on the panel now. I believe oh. we have. Tim. Oh. No, Tim. You're missing Tim. Yeah. Oh, no. Can't forget Tim. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Well, it's um, weather-wise quite nice here. It's supposed to get up to about 60 and sunny and 70 tomorrow and Saturday, Friday and Saturday. So that's pretty decent. Uh, I'd rather be here than in Florida where it's probably 90 or something like that. Right. And Tim is in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Of course, if you've ever listened to his show... uh, that's how Blake introduces it every day. Minneapolis, Minnesota. Ah. So, all right, Jeff or Chris or somebody, do we have some raised? We hands? have two hands raised. Joe was first and then Jerry. And then Jerry, right. So, so go right. ahead, Joe, out there in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Okay, here in Albuquerque, New Mexico, it is 61 degrees, high of 78, low tonight is 60, and it's still National Poetry Month, April. I do have this little, little poem called Legend. If that's okay. All right, fire it. Oh, okay. Here we are in a land. It's grand. Year by year we hear legend, legend. What time forgot? Forgotten favorites. What do we have over here? Oh, we can pick. We can hear songs that we have. We have forgotten all about. And countdown shows. Count them down. Chart, chart, chart. Yes, we are charting them along. Yes. And look, picking over here. Request. Why, the DJ are glad to play what you want to hear, unlike other commercial stations. Oh, yes, don't forget these talk shows. Talk shows you can pick from. Coffee club, all the coffee you want to drink, all things radio in the land, all the things about radio, and sports lounge loud, live, sports lounge live, yes, and yes, and don't forget Indiana School for the Blind. We get to that land, legend, old Thank you. Thank you, Joe. I guess that kind of hit it at all, didn't it? <laughs> Freeform poetry. Good, good going, Joe. And we got Jerry now. Go ahead, Jerry, out there in Indiana, Pennsylvania, the home of Jimmy Stewart. Okay, good morning, everybody. It's 55 degrees here in Indiana, PA, going up to 66 today. Possibility of showers. And tonight, you guys can hear another Pittsburgh Pirate game. Uh, on the Pirates Network, if you stream WMBS in Uniontown, Pennsylvania, we got the Pirates playing the Baltimore Orioles in Game 4 of the 1971 World Series from Three Rivers Stadium, 8 p.m. There you go. And thank you, Jerry. You're welcome. You and Judy have a good day. Uh, Same to you, everyone. 
And may Slim Whitman live on and on, Jerry. <laughs> and we have two more hands raised. But Okay. Okay. And Gail. Oh, three hands raised. Okay. Go ahead, Gail. Just saying hi to everybody, and it's nice here. I have my windows open, and it, the fresh air feels good coming through here. Oh, you know, after how many months of not being able to do that, this is beautiful. I'm not sure what the temperature is here right now because I don't have a good working talking thermometer. It well, is beautiful. You feel good. So that's the key. You feel good. And- yeah, I'm doing well and the, the uh, everything else is going well. And I had a little bit of a Zoom meeting, a couple of them yesterday, uh, one for the seniors, the NFB for the seniors, and one I'm going to have a Zoom meeting this evening with a Bible study they're doing here in the building. Well, I tell you what, we were Zoom when Zoom wasn't cool. (laughs) Yeah. I like that country song. And we were Zoom when it wasn't cool. But this will be good for the coffee club because more people are getting used to it. Thank you, Gail. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. All right. We we have two more hands raised. uh, Bill and then Marianne Marianne and uh, and Denver, or Boulder, I should say. And stop after Bill because he knows it all. So we got it. All right. (laughs) Let's get Bill here. All right. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, just checking in with you guys. Uh, it's about 60 degrees here. Rain had the big thunderstorm last night with heavy rain. Supposed to rain all day here, rain all day tomorrow, and supposed to clear it by Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That's about it. Yeah, Bill, I'm sorry I know more than you do. Oh, well, that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't take much. That doesn't take much. I concede that one right away. You're the winner. I concede that one, buddy. All right. All right. Thanks, Ben. All right. Okay. Uh, who's our next? And our next uh, is Marianne out in Boulder, Colorado. Now, she really does know more than I do. Go ahead. Marianne, Mike. you got to unmute yourself because I can't unmute you unless you do that. There we go. My fingers were wet. Good morning, all. Um, I've just finished making my smoothie uh, for the morning. <clears throat> it is a gorgeous day out here. It's 41 degrees right now, but we're going to get up to 71. Tomorrow, we're going to get into the 80s. I think it'll be the first day of spring that we're hitting the 80s. Um, and then it starts to gradually get co- cooler and such. But I'm looking forward to a couple of more beautiful days. We are not having any rain, but we don't need any right now. So we're good with that. Life is fabulous in Colorado and I apologize for not uh, or not remembering to tell you guys at the end of last week but now I'm officially down by 27. Oh, we love to hear that that figure go. <laughs> Me too. It was stuck for a while. But Marianne, are they opening up your state for uh, at all at this point? Because I heard that Colorado is going to be opening up at some point. Um, I believe some of it late next week, and then most of it kind of the week after. Well, hopefully, that'll be good for you. Does this? Well, I mean, I, I'm still going out to grocery stores and you know doing basic business and such like that. My husband has not been out since. March 14th was the last time we went somewhere out together to have some nice brunch and such. So, but we've been, he's been in, in the house the entire time I've gone out to stores and things like that, but not just, and last Saturday, I went out for a really nice walk with one of my uh, colleagues from our Achilles group. We went out and did a couple of nice miles on a bike path and such. I just didn't know about it until I had already sort of burned my body out with the morning workouts and such. So when it was time to go out in the afternoon for a kind of spur of the moment thing. I was just sort of like, I had two miles 
in me and then that was it. I was done. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's it. <laughs> if they open up Colorado, will they call you back to work at some point then? Well, our hotel is gonna start opening, or both of them, I believe, are gonna start opening back up in June. Right now, um <clears throat> because of some of the loans, some of us are getting paid for like eight weeks and some of our health insurance is gonna be covered now, which is really good news for me because I still need to research what I'm doing after uh, <clears throat> when the health insurance goes, what am I doing for it and such, whether or not I'm going to embrace the version of Medicare and such that I can get my hands on and such, or suck it up and buy Colorado's really, really expensive insurances and such. So there's, there's a lot of math to do to figure that out, but I'm hoping between now and then they will realize that even though I'm probably considered one of the employees that is quote, the least necessary, maybe because others could do my job, but nobody else is going to do my job like I do. There you go. At least that's that's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> I, well, we hope that you get your job back, Marianne. We're really praying for that. That's that's a big thing. Stick around, Marianne. We're going to call on you. you Alrighty, you, I'll take my bike ride and and enjoy my smoothie, and I'll be here. Okay, that's good. I'll eat my donut. No, I can't eat a donut, but I would like to. Uh, Jeff, do we have any other callers before I call on Michael Law? Not that I know of. No. <laughs> Michael, you do a lot of shopping with um, Instacart, and it's it's your way of getting groceries like it is mine or Walmart or whatever you can use. But you ran into an unusual problem about a week ago that probably nobody should have to go through three deliveries. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so basically what happened was uh, last Monday, a week ago Monday, I do an order and it just doesn't show up. Uh, so I don't know what's going on. The food's stolen, whatever, taken to the wrong place. So I tried through the app. I can't get a hold of anyone. I call the phone number. I can't get a hold of anyone. So I go online and do a live chat. I get a hold of someone. Hey, we're sorry. We'll reschedule the order. No cost to you. You get your food tomorrow. Well, come Tuesday, same thing. Exact same thing. I do not get the order of food. So. And I should say the first day I did two different stores. So now I never do that thing. I never buy two stores in the same order because it made it impossible for me to because the first order was delivered. So I could not go in the app and get to the second order to to dispute. So never do that in the future. If you're going to buy two stores, finish one order, get it submitted and then go back and do the other. But anyway. Two orders not delivered, so I'm thinking, i got to investigate this. I'm just, my curiosity, something's going on here. You know, I do the same thing. I go through, I get it approved. I, I think now they're going to think I'm lying to them, but uh, they go ahead and issue, uh, reschedule, reorder for Wednesday. So I think, well, you know, I've had problems before. I live at 63, and I have a neighbor at 53 that, you know, I've been dropped off at his place, or his medical supplies have been dropped off at my place. So I'm thinking, yeah, that's one place to start. I call the office. I'm saying, "Hey, Debbie, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just curious if anyone said anything about groceries, or if your maintenance people see any groceries outside of someone's apartment or something." But anyway, she said, "Yeah, someone actually did call yesterday and say they got someone else's groceries." So, and it, sure enough, it was a gentleman five units away at 53. So now, in the future, I'm going to be standing outside. Uh, so I go over and, you know, she calls him and then she calls him back and I call him and I go down there and I get most of my food back, all but two things from the second day. You know, he's already had his brothers, you know, he did actually try and in, in his own way, he did try to say, hey, I got someone else's food, but went ahead and graciously took the food that was delivered to him 
and his brothers had taken some of it over, you know, because he didn't have the freezer room, uh, just having a regular freezer, not having a chest freezer like I do. So, you know, the guys, uh, guys on disability, whatever. So I'm like, okay, this is, you got two orders. I can't handle all this food. So uh, basically between he and I, we, you know, each got a day's worth of food. So uh, there you go. I, you know, I meet his two brothers and get, get the food, get all that. And then I get an order coming Wednesday. So now I'm thinking, what do I do here? You know, ethically I should call and say, Hey, you know, I, I don't, uh, I've retrieved my food. I'm not sure if it's all in good health because some of it's might've been out a little while, but, uh, so anyway, I reduce, I reduce a lot of items because I don't have room for it, but I do go ahead and take the, the third order on Wednesday. I'm thinking, Hey, I've been inconvenienced here and this was pretty high stress, especially the first day. The second day, I guess uh, my immune system acclimated to it a little bit, but, uh, so anyway, uh, my neighbor gets a fr- whole free order of food, and I get almost two. You know, I get a. <laughs> so anyway, I am stocked with food. Both freezers are f- full to the guild, so I'm rolling with it, and that's good because now we're hearing about meat shortages and things and, and other supplies. So, but that is my story, and I'm sticking to it. So now I'm going to be very cautious, always looking out for my order. I was the s- second day, I think even both days, I had the windows open, so. My caution lesson to everyone is if you don't get it, you'll get that notice saying the driver's on his way and you get another one that says that driver's almost here. And if you don't have it within two or three minutes after that, you better start going after it and figuring out what's going on. But it's just weird. I guess sighted people can't lend it. Both were gentlemen, and I have to say, stereotype, but I just find better success when I have female shoppers and delivery persons. But anyway, both of them were gentlemen, and it's where they both misread 5053 for 5063. So I just I find that interesting that it happened not once but twice in the same issue. I guess probably in the future, like you said, you will be you will either be waiting outside or put specific instructions there and pounce upon that message when they're they're ready or almost there. They usually let you know. Now I had a delivery over the weekend and the person actually wrote me from there, said, Do you need anything else or is there any way I can help you? And that was unusual. That was a very, 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 very nice person from Instacart. And so we we really didn't have that problem. It's a little more difficult when they put your stuff outside. It's it's just they scatter the bags around and you know you just got to make sure that you find everything and nothing falls out or whatever the case may be. But well, what I do is I open the screen door and that way which to me should be a cue. Okay, there you go. They got this the screen door open. Just slight I I don't open all the way, but just slightly so that's like put it within that between between those two doors and uh, that would seem to help but uh, that's green lately they've been coming in anyway so and of course it's your choice if you want them to or not you know many of them will not on their own it's but it's interesting so people need to be mindful that uh since march supposedly they've hired three hundred thousand new shoppers and planned another two hundred fifty thousand over the next month or so they claim they want to get back to the one to two hour delivery uh, but if you look, when you look at the shoppers, usually it says uh, they began in March 2020. So you got a whole new crew of people. And like you said, your mileage varies. You get some very nice people um, and pretty methodical and they they love what they do. So, But I did a demo last week in the NFB chat and then Bill came in and talked about Walmart. And I think my whole 30 minute demo was undermined. They all said, no, I think I'll go play with Walmart. So 
you know, I, I had to decide how much of that story to tell because I didn't want to discourage people from using it, but I did want people to be aware that something like that could happen. But that Instacart did make good on it, but you had to, you had to be comfortable going online and doing online chat. And I don't know if someone did not have the ability to do that, uh, if they would have been at a disadvantage, if they would have had difficulty getting the issue resolved. They would have, Michael. Um, and my intention was never to undermine anything you did with your inst- I just was pointing out the, the difference in the prices and that people need to be aware that may or may not read the page that in some stores, they jack the prices up. Um, well, Instacart does or whoever, that the prices are not the same in all stores and all stores are not equal. Now, Chris and Dave have a store where they live called Martin's. Right, Chris? Right. And, and they do not change the prices in yeah, Instacart. And at least and we here, have a store. I, don't, I don't know if it varies between different cities, but Aldi's or Sam's do not mark up the price because I've gone into the stores and maybe that's why I lean toward those two stores. And right. we have a store here called Price Chopper Market 32. They don't up the prices, but ShopRite does and it says it on the Instacart uh, app that the store prices are marked up because ShopRite is not a preferred store. And then you, I mean, you get 40, 50 items that can add up a little bit over and, you know, in, in an order. And I understand, I understand the convenience of it. I love Instacart, but you've got to be a little savvy when it comes to the shopping. And if you don't mind that, you're just getting a few things or whatever, maybe it doesn't really make a difference. But when you have families of three or four that you you're trying to feed and you've only got so much money for groceries, well, it might make a difference. So that's really, really, you know, just something to look out for. Well, it's really important that when you finish your order, if you give anything less than five stars, four or less, then it will say, what can the shopper do better? And it gives you all the options there. Check, you know, it's this problem with your order. And then you can check at wrong items or poor quality items, or, and then you can mark all of those, in my case, especially missing items, I went through and had to mark each one. It's like, yeah, like I got none of my order. Uh, so then you can submit the rating and, and put your comments in there. And I went back and told them what they did wrong. I said, look, you de- delivered to the wrong address. And here's exactly, you know, where you sent the items. So And that cost somebody some money. It looks like we've got a couple hands raised. You do. we got Gail and we got Marianne. So okay. let me get Gail and then we'll get Marianne. All right. Go um, ahead, Gail. I had this problem with Colburn's. I love Colburn's and they do a good job of delivery. But since the, the virus thing, I, the last order I had, the guy wouldn't come in into the building or wouldn't so he put things in a cart and then someone had to bring the we have shot grocery carts here and someone had to bring the cart down and then I had to bring the cart back to the room where where we keep them but the guy absolutely refused to come any farther than the and I didn't know what was going on if it hadn't been for this angel I call her helping me that way I would never have known what was going on well I have the same problem I live in a in an apartment building I'm on the fourth floor and the guy didn't want to deliver my groceries and I said and he wanted me to come down and pick him up, and I'm saying that's not delivery. I don't, I don't want the guy to come to my to enter uh, my apartment. All he has to do is put them next to my door. That's right. And and right. he did agree to do that, but uh, he he, I had to go down, let him into the building, and I walked with him as he brought the groceries up to my apartment. And I normally give a twenty percent tip. I reduced his tip to ten percent. And I don't, I don't, I I know they probably think it's wrong, but I don't, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna get delivery, I want them to deliver them to my door, not downstairs. So I have to carry four or five bags of groceries upstairs. That to me isn't delivery. You want them directly at your door so all you have to do is bring them in you got it it's not always that easy thank you gail let's see thank you marianne go ahead marianne out here we we have a lot of contactless delivery out here and so on as well and 
I live in an apartment, a condo complex, and our building is separated out into two sections. I don't know who did this or why they specifically designed it the way they did with our building, but there's an a there's a there's a one side and a two side. So our our apartment is um, two H. I always tell people it's like two hungry people, but there's also a one H on the other side, and even just on the same hallway. But I've had people you know, ringing our doorbell, and it's for stuff on the other side. Or I've had, you know, it's a good thing one of us is around to listen sometimes because I've had food dropped off in front of my door. And I'm like, that's not mine. But by then the guy's already gone. And I have no idea what it is or where it's from or anything else. It's typically like Chinese or maybe pizza or some other kind of stuff. And it's not even our food. And I'm having to go run out at, at, you know, at the stairs and be like, that's not mine. And make them come back and figure out where it's supposed to go. Or sometimes if I hear them, I can say, which apartment are you? looking for and give them directions and such. But if you want a funny story about contactless delivery, we ordered some pizza from Domino's last, oh, last, last Saturday after I went for my nice little walk. We ordered some pizza and they were very plain that this is contactless delivery. You could tip ahead if you want, except I was using the app and I couldn't figure out how to tip ahead. It didn't seem like there was a place to put your tip in or anything. But I was like, okay, it's contactless delivery. I, uh, when I know he's pretty much here. I will crack the, you know, crack, crack the door, make sure it's unlocked. And um, so the guy came and he sort of knocked on the door and I said, Hey, come on in, put it right on the table. And I was standing in the kitchen, like a good, you know, 10 feet away or something like that. And he said, okay, that's great. It's right here for you, but I still need you to sign the slip. And he still had his, he had his own pen attached to the slip for me to sign it. And he said, you could, you could get one of your own or you can use mine with whatever you feel comfortable comfortable with whatever and I was like yeah I'm willing to sign the slip because I've always signed a slip and whatever but I'm like doesn't this defeat the purpose of contactless delivery I mean the point is you're supposed to have paid for it you don't sign anything anymore but it because it still had a tip line on it he had me sign the slip that's exactly my experience Marianne is that in the effort to try to be contactless we had the exact opposite effect and I came much closer uh, to the actual shoppers than <laughs> Had they done things as normal, like you said, you stood back in the kitchen. Same thing. Strange times we're living in. It is never, 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 never know what how it's going to happen. But the lady, you know, you got to sign this. Well, I'm using your pen and you're now one foot away from me. So... Whatever. Well, it's like the guy that delivered my groceries. It made me smile. I was just like, okay, you know, this uh, defeats the purpose. But, uh, you know, it's interesting though, when you use like Uber Eats or any of those, you can tip right through the app. You can take care of everything through the app. And so then maybe they can get away with the contactless delivery and such. But uh, Domino's certainly didn't take care of it that way. Well, I wouldn't service Domino's and under any (laughs) circumstances. The last Walmart delivery we had. The, the, man signed it. Yeah. the last Walmart delivery, we had the man signed it so we wouldn't have to sign it. But. He, he actually signed it. Uh, thanks, Marianne. It looks like we got... You got Julie McCullough. We'll save that Domino's rant for later. Um, 
<laughs> anyway, um, go ahead, Julie. Go ahead, Julie. Is she muted? Go ahead, Julie. Yeah, Jeff, is your apartment building unlocked, or did, is that why they had to, you had to come and let them in? Well, there's an intercom system that they have to be buzzed in, and then they have to bring the food up to my floor. I'm on the fourth floor. The So I didn't have a problem with him not wanting to contact me because I tipped through the app anyway with Instacart. But he goes to me, well, I'm going to get the virus. So he says, you're going to have to come down and get the groceries from my car. So then he saw I was blind. He goes, oh, I'll go up with you. So meanwhile, that took that got rid of the whole point of the contact delivery, Julie, because he was with right. me and walking yes. right beside me. Now, right. I, I, in, to, in, to, in difference to him, Julie, I did have my mask on. Okay. Hopefully he had one on, too. Well, <laughs> I don't know if he did or not. I <laughs> Well, and the other thing that my shopper did is she she came in. I believe she had a mask on, but then she used one of those reusable bags, and then she took each item out of the bag. And I thought, well, that's great if if she's using that with multiple um, deliveries. You know, I, I wonder if we're not defeating the purpose here. Well, you know, it's my my guy had the use reusable bags, and he didn't take them back, so I saved them. I figure if I have if we can go shopping again, I I'm, I have three or four of those bags now. I can bring them to market with me if once it, once they let you once they let you do that again. Very true. It looks like we got one more at least. Yeah, we have uh, Indiana, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Jerry. Okay, to my understanding, or at least here in PA, as long as everybody's mask, it's okay. Now, when we got pizza for Judy's birthday from your favorite place there, Bill Donos. <laughs> Couldn't resist that. Uh, the guy came to the door, and I imagine he had a mask on, and he uh, uh, I didn't ask the guy, and uh, he gave me the pizza, and I brought it in and put it on our table. No, so that's uh, yeah okay yeah um th- you know that works and I'm- yeah as long as everybody's masked well, like today when our cleaning lady comes we'll have mask on and so will she have mask and gloves yeah that's what i don't understand is why anybody that runs a cleaning business would stop cleaning because you think they would be the most protected people of all because they're using all those disinfectants and stuff to clean our cleaning lady quit cleaning at the other house during the virus i thought that's crazy but then they go out and do other jobs they're feeding the purpose as to why they stopped cleaning i think there's probably more to that particular story um it's not that i don't like dominoes i mean I don't really like them all that well anyway, but any company that you have to go to the Supreme Court to get their their things accessible so that we can use, I'm not really inclined to support them. Um, and, and they haven't made the changes anyway, Bill. Right, they haven't. And now they've been ordered by the Supreme Court. So I'm not real inclined to support a company like that when there's other companies that have made that commitment and are doing that. I I know it's not a big thing and it's probably a stupid thing, but it's just a matter of principle. I suppose if their pizza was just out, but you know, it's just a matter of principle. What do you think of that, Mike? Um, Yeah, I'm kind of the same. I don't want to support them because they did that. Now, first of all, the Supreme Court, what they did is they said they elected not to hear it, which means it went back to the lower court. But uh, I, I'm in that same camp. I, I, at one point, I get what they were saying is that, you know, we have this 508, but there needs to be, be clarification on exactly what accessibility means. And that at some point that should be better defined, but I'm not going to support a business that could very economically fix those issues, which normally doesn't help just the blind users, but helps everyone. 
through ease of use. So I'm with you, Bill. I agree, and I agree with you also, Bill. Um, I don't go to Domino's just for that reason. Now I can use the computer, but which is a little bit better than the iPhone, but not by much. All right, we got a couple more raised. Yeah, we have Marianne and we have Joe Morgan. I'm gonna I'm gonna give Marianne because I know that she's probably has. I know she's got something to say about this. Right, and then we'll go. <laughs> Go, I, I knew it, Mary. Oh, you Go. make me laugh, Jeff. You do, you do. Actually, I use the app, and I find it easier to use than the computer when it comes to everything. It's like most things. You have to learn how the tweaks work and so on and so forth. But I find their app way more accessible than anything from Pizza Hut. Um, and Pizza Hut got around all their inaccessibility by saying, well, if this doesn't work, call this phone number and we'll put your order in for you, but you call that phone number and you wait on hold for 20 minutes and then get disconnected. So to me, that's a million times worse. I don't like that. I don't like the idea of anybody having to go all the way to the Supreme Court to make anything accessible. Um, but it's sort of like, How do you- I don't know if you want to call it the best of a bad bunch right. for me. And I can actually order anything I want on the phone and make it work. And I always thought that was, I didn't understand why people were saying that the phone wasn't accessible. Yeah. It, it takes a while to learn it. And can yes, use- it would be nice for a lot of things that would be easier and so on. And believe me, I would love for certain apps to be easier. Now, can but you I still- can't make anything work on Pizza Hut at all. Can you call the local Pizza Hut directly or do they insist that you go through the app or their national number? No. No, you can you can call the local ones, but the best coupons and everything are all on the app. That's true. And I'm person. I'd like to save money so I can invest it in my cruise vacation and other kinds of things. So I'll do that. But I mean, I feel the same way about JetBlue and other things like that. And I have people who in my family and who don't understand why I don't want to use JetBlue unless there's really no alternative because I still can't shop JetBlue. And that's a shame because when I used to live in New York and JetBlue first started they were brilliant they were completely accessible everything was absolutely fabulous and then they upgraded and they changed and everything went weird and inaccessible and the only time i will fly them is when my mother-in-law is buying the ticket or when there's when everything else is so ridiculously overpriced that that's the only reasonable option left to me most of the airline sites are hard yeah they're not most of them are but JetBlue has like you you can't even do basic things like check in i i agree with you there marianne Let's see. I think we got Joe. Yeah, we have Joe Morgan here. Joe, go ahead. Good morning, y'all. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, good morning, you all. Uh, can I hope you can hear me okay. Yes, we um, I just wanted to chime in on Mary Ann was saying the Pizza Hut app on iOS is just terrible. And uh, <clears throat> I tell you, uh, I even have trouble with it on Lady A. It, uh, it keeps saying she can't uh, access it and try later and so, yeah, you can call in on the phone, all right, but it sure would be nice if you could use your rewards on the app. So I just wanted to kind of chime in on what you were thinking. I agree with you, Joe. Um, and, and companies that, I mean, they don't have to do gold for us, but just make it basic accessibility. But th- like Michael said, the more they improve the accessibility, it makes it you better for sighted users if your site's not so complex or if it's you know, your app can be used or accessed by people, then they're going to to use it. But you know you know what they say, Bill, if you design the app with accessibility in mind at the beginning, then 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 you don't have to worry about it. Because if you, if you get sued or or people complain and they have to make it accessible, they may have to rewrite that app from scratch and it's gonna cost them more money in the long run to do that. I, I, exactly right. You know, exactly right. And you know, I suppose that it, you know 
we have, we can either use DoorDash, Uber Eats, or Seamless, Grubhub, but there's one which I may use only because they deliver from Walgreens, but I hope I don't have to. It's called Postmates, one of the most inaccessible websites I've ever seen and not working. And why companies should get by with that, I don't know. Um, has anybody else had luck with Postmates? I can't stand them. I, I, I couldn't figure out how to order food with them. I, I either use Grubhub or I use Uber Eats. Um, and I, I tried Postmates and it's just horrible. It's it's not not so easy. Um, everybody says, oh, you can call Walgreens and get delivery of your drugs. Well, I called and they said, well, maybe, but maybe not. And it's been four days now and we can't get the issue resolved. Um, so there, there should possibly be a way for that to happen or they're not somebody or I'm just not getting the, the right information to to get these drugs delivered um, from Walgreens for pres- prescription drugs. Anybody so the other the other pharmacy and, and I don't know if Marianne is familiar with this, but <clears throat> a lot of blind people have been talking about the CVS. I think it's Caremark. Is that the one they use that that's supposedly un- inaccessible and doesn't work for blind people at all? And it was making the lists around here. I know it was making the ACB list, but I think some of the threads also came that got forwarded from an NFB list. So if anyone knows about CVS, I understand that there there's a real problem with them. So I, I don't know, Bill, but I I looked at the at the app for Walgreens for delivery, but I found that I, I was able to look at look at it on the computer, and I went to Walgreens.com and signed it with my user ID and password. And I think I might be able to do delivery from there, but I I, I don't have a renewal coming up for a while, so I'm not really sure. I don't know. I'm I'm working on that issue. It's not so. The problem is I can go there with the lift, but it's seven dollars each way or eight plus your tip and coming back. But I say, please go to the drive up window. What do they do? Drop me off in front of the store. So I get out and I walk in, I get my stuff and come back out and maybe he's waited and maybe he's not. Then I got to get another lift on the way home and it kind of defeats everything that we're, we're trying to do. And if they're advertising, you know, delivery, then maybe this should be an option. And it's it's a very um, tricky thing to get done. Um, so I, I don't know. It's um, a tricky thing. Now, some cities like where Mike lives in Evansville, they've got a grocery store or grocery store, a drugstore that actually does deliver. Um, I, I think you do, Michael. And yes, we do. It's uh, called Paul's Pharmacy. So um, uh, they deliver, but it was the same thing. They didn't want to make any contact. So they call first and say, I'm dropping it off. And then he said it at the door. And then I waited a minute and I went out and I noticed he was at his vehicle making sure that it was picked up. But uh, so they don't want to have the contact. But yeah, uh, yeah, we do have that here. I don't know if there's some kind of website that shows you uh, local delivery like that. They, that used to be really big, you know, before you had things like Instacart, DoorDash. A lot of places would have a website where you could go see what, what could be delivered locally. But you might call around to your pharmacies and you might find that there's there's very few local left. I mean, CVS has bought up most of them and. Um, but we still have one, and that's a, a good option. I'm just getting to fill the prescription, much less transfer it to someplace else, God forbid, that 
that you would do Yeah, that. does anyone do the mail order? My new insurance allows mail order, and I've just been a little reluctant to, to go that route. I think Chris and Dave do, or Dave does. Don't you do that, Dave? But I missed what the question was. Mail order uh, prescription yeah. delivery? Yeah, I, yeah, I use... Uh, I use uh, we used to express scripts. Express scripts. Yeah, I mean, and CVS worked for us when we did that. That that worked pretty well. The only reason they were missing out on coupons that we were eligible for on our um, prescriptions, which could have saved us some serious money. And if you get a good pharmacist, they will look that up. You know, I remember when I was taking a lot of diabetic medications, there was one that I could get for $3 or if they didn't do the prescription, it cost $300 for this, uh, for these pills. And so that was important to be able to do that, to do that, you know? So, you know, it's important, These, you know, that's good so that you know, you know, what you're getting and for you to be mindful yourself. Were you going to say something, Jennifer? No. Okay. But I wanted to make sure I didn't suppress you there. Can but, I ask you one quick question? Oh, I'm sorry, Bill. I'm doing it. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was going to ask David, question about that express scripts how does that work do they do they fax the stuff to your does your doctor fax that's a prescription to your doctor to express scripts how does that work um they do um it works works rather well we have and we can use the script talk with it and stuff with the company and then how much and time the app does it on take? the phone is wonderful and how much time say if you went to the doctor today and they faxed it today how long would it be before you'd actually have the medications okay um repeat that michael because jaws interrupted you okay so what what is the time frame? Say you went to the doctor today and they faxed your prescription today. How long would it be before you actually had the medicine delivered? Well, on if it was something terribly urgent like an antibiotic, they offer you the option of having it sent to whatever local drugstore you'd like. But if it was just a new prescription for something that you normally already take and maybe you already have some, it takes about two weeks or a week. If it was something new the doctor wrote a prescription for, I I don't know. You could probably get it in about five days. It's really more for regular stuff, you know, the routine stuff. It's, yeah. We have Julie, we have Julie McCullough who has her hand raised. All right. I'm, Go ahead, Julie. I'm sorry, folks. It's a little off top, but I, but I um, had tried to lower my hand because something had come up and I was in the chat window and I couldn't get out of it. How do you get out of the chat window if you get there? Was it F6? You can move between the windows or uh, yeah. are you on the phone? I'm on the phone. Oh, there's no close button at the top left? I've never done chat on the phone, so I don't know. I, either. Didn't, I didn't find one. I, you know, so then I went out and came back in and I had, because I had been in a meeting where they asked us to do something in the chat window and then I wanted to raise my hand later to talk about something and they said, oh, just minimize it. I couldn't see anywhere to minimize it. Well, it's, uh, there are a few little issues right now because Zoom has been updating a lot of stuff and there's a few things that don't work. It's burned me last Saturday because I couldn't make a cloud recording. It got grayed out or just totally disappeared on me. So there's a few issues right now as Zoom is upgrading. Supposedly they have fixed all of these security issues, but I think the phone lags behind that a little bit. So we... We shall see. Okay. I just didn't know if there was something I needed to be doing that I wasn't finding to do or if it's just the way it is right now. Yeah, it, it could be the app is a little buggy, but you might just have to swipe and look for a close button. But if that's not an option, then now no, you just I have to try, exit and come back. I did back. try to yeah. swipe for one, but I did not see one. Yeah, a few little glitches with the app right now. 
Julie, stay, All right. stay right there for just a second. We may have an answer for you. Okay. I think Marianne, because she has a Zoom, she has a, a pro account. Okay, so Go ahead, Marianne. I do, and I just looked at the chat right now, and there still is there still is a close button in the upper left hand corner, just barely, barely, barely below the status line. And sometimes the swiping doesn't always hit it, but if you go up there and explore with your finger just below the status line on the left hand side is the is the close button in the chat. Okay, thank you. I'll try to find it if that happens again. Thanks. Yeah, yeah somebody- don't don't swipe for it. Actually go up and physically touch up there and look for it by hand. And you're right. Right. You are right, Marianne. Sometimes those swipe buttons, those close buttons are right up next to the, the status bar up there. They they are really, really close up there. And a lot of times swipe doesn't get everything. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. And you're looking for it, especially if you ever go into Facebook. Oh, my. Some of those close things, you, you've maybe watched a video and you're trying to get to close, looking all over. Yeah, and it's either close or done or whatever, and it's tucked in a corner and you can't swipe for it. Oh, speaking of Facebook, you brought it up, Bill, that uh, they are launching, rolling out, excuse me, they're rolling out a new feature to compete with Zoom. Um, They're calling it Messenger Rooms and it's going to be competition only because they're they're not going to have the 40 minute limit like you have with Zoom and you're going to be able to have up to 50 people in one room. Uh, So between that and... Is it going to be part of the the Facebook Messenger app, Mike, or is it going to be a separate app completely? uh, I assume it's going to be part of Messenger, but you won't, you can send out invitation links to other people who don't have it installed and it will automatically which that's the way all of them work now but there's so many new options uh, Abby and I are getting ready to play with Microsoft Teams because the state of Indiana mandates that if you want to do any work and interact with any personnel on a staff level for the state you have to use Microsoft Teams because they declared Zoom not secure enough and now there's Google Meet there's going to be the new Facebook uh there's something the youngins are, are are doing right now. There's at least six different uh, chat collaboration options like Zoom now. So it's it's interesting. Everybody's to, in it for their own piece of the pie. Well, exactly. And let's hope most are accessible. And um, <laughs> This is true. I believe that if you're going to use Microsoft Teams, Mike, I don't know, but I did read that Doug Lee has some scripts for it. I, I didn't get Microsoft Teams because I don't have Office 365. And you have if you have to have Office 365, that kind of leaves me out of the loop. No, I don't think so, because you can send links to get to bring people in. Uh, I don't believe you have to. It's a part of it, but you don't have to have 365 to use it. You can download it and use it as a standalone. Yes, Doug Lee does have scripts, and I have those, and he gives more than that an explanation of how to use it. It's got a few things that are kind of unorthodox, but also um, Freedom Scientific or whatever they're calling themselves these days, they they have um, some tutorials, some webinars on Microsoft Teams. So that you, that's another resource you can use. What is what is it? Vispero. Vispero. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. But what, whatever they're calling. Hey, we could go back and call him Henter Joyce. If we could. Oh my God, you're aging yourself there. <laughs> You said Vespero. I was thinking of that place at the at the Colony Center of the Mall called the Sabaros, but that's, that's a totally different. Thing. Oh, yeah, there you go. I remember that place. Right. So, but they have a lot of good resources, and they do a lot of good work, despite what their name is. Um, they're <laughs> good work. Curious if anyone's getting the new iPhone, the new SE. Oh, the new SE, um, where they started taking pre-orders for that, right? Yes. Uh, 
and I, I think a few people may have received them, but uh, it's it's in the middle of May at least before you can get it now. But and they're actually, uh, if you listen to the most and at large podcast, he does a real good job on explaining the differences. It uh, is basically the way I understand it from him. It's an iPhone eight that's been, of course that's been sped up and a, a few additional speakers. It has the new specs with it. It's not going to be small like people think, like the first original uh, micro or the iPhone SE, the original was. Correct, Michael? Yeah, but it's still not that big. I mean, because I mean, it's, it's not, not a plus version, but yeah, it's not quite as small as the original SE, but certainly anyone still rocking a 5S or 6S or the original SE or even a 7 probably should upgrade you know, if they have the means, because you have the latest chip in there. So it is the fastest chip of any phone that's made out there. But more importantly, you know, Dave was talking about script talk. You'll be able to use that with it. And uh, you'll be able to use the Freestyle Libre with it because you have to have at least a seven for that. So I'm surprised how many blind folks are still. And I guess for, I understand for economic reasons are still using six S's and sixes and and older devices. So, and that's great. They still work. However, you know, we start to get left behind with certain technologies. But the price at three ninety nine, uh, you know, I assume you could probably through some sale carriers maybe and buy it over twenty four months. I don't know, but uh, that would be some, something certainly to look at. See, if they can make a model of a phone for three ninety nine, they don't need to be charging you eight hundred, nine hundred dollars for a darn phone. That's crazy. Well, it's supply and demand is what people will pay, what the market will dictate. And I think they're going to find that out this year with all of the people that have been out of work that, yeah, trying to move an expensive phone may not be as easy as it sounds. So They've already talked about that already, Mike. Yeah. That, at that, Apple. Do it. Uh, is any, before we start wrapping up this first hour and go into Chris and Dave's demo, does anybody else have anything besides, well, we've discussed the, the new iPhone. What is it called? And well, we've got Julie here, so we'll answer Julie's question. All right. Go ahead, Julie. Yes. Have any of you tried the WhatsApp and is that more secure or whatever than Facebook? I personally never have. I'm not. I go dragging and kicking into Facebook and I realize the value of it. But yeah, that would be uh, an Abby question. She plays with all of the different technologies just to see, test them for accessibility. Right. And uh, yeah, I think she's left the meeting. So right. So but the, the WhatsApp, no, I, that, and I hear people talk about this app called Reddit, and I don't know if that's accessible on the iPhone and or the computer. Mike, you might know that one better than I do. It's so, um, it's usable. We'll put it that way. But Reddit's, Reddit's very different. Reddit is for news junkies, information junkies. Uh, you know, that's it. It's not really like Facebook. That's not its purpose. It's for you know. information dissemination. So if that's what you're into, that would be something something to play with. It's R-E-D-D-I-T. You know, that brings up another question. Um, I was looking to uninstall a computer off of my, uninstall a program off of my computer. Well, you know, there's a basic uninstall and there's what do they call an advanced or a more aggressive or the, the really proper way you should uninstall a program. So I got to looking around. There are very, very, very few accessible what I call uninstall programs 
um, for screen readers. Um, we used to we used to have a couple we'd use, but now they're no longer accessible. So it's it's it. And we found one, Michael, and I ordered that yesterday, and never did get the code for it. So I wonder what a reasonable amount of time to wait on the code is before I contact them back again and say, "Hey, I paid for this. I need my access." Uh, did you How get an email with the login? That happened to me a long time ago with software. Did, what, did you get Michael? So did you get an email of any sort? I got an email said we're processing your order. Okay, right. And that and is because got, some of these folks, right, are working from home now. But yeah, I would hope, certainly within the course of a day, that you get that. I'm like that too. I expect it instantaneously because certainly the technology allows that. But a lot of times, if they've had credit card fraud, that they make sure they manually approve everything. But yeah, but I got my receipt from PayPal. Those the kind of things I use PayPal usually. But do you use a credit PayPal. card or your bank account? Because if it's a bank account, they might wait for that money to actually clear. Yeah. No, I actually and used that, a credit card. Okay. So they should have it right away. And I've got the receipt right here that shows that it was taken out and it was paid for. So, but I guess that's the, um, you know, important thing, but and say, wow, we used to have accessible apps that would do this. And now not quite so much, you know, it's really, really cut down. Um, used to use one called Revo, uninstaller. No longer relatively accessible. I mean, you know, I use CCleaner to uninstall a program, and it worked. I, I never, I never, I didn't even realize I had it on my computer. But I went through my list of programs, and it, it, it found it and, and uninstalled it. I don't know how good it is. Do you have you played with that, Mike? No, I've not we, used CCleaner to uninstall. CCleaner, but it doesn't. It doesn't. It will do the Windows type uninstall, but it will not do the complete. And I'm talking about taking the stuff from the registry and uh, removing all left over folders or remnants from it on your PC. So it, it doesn't do the advanced cleaning. In most cases you don't need that, but some cases you do. But, you know, it just doesn't do that. And I tried that yesterday, Jeff. And it does. It does. And there's a lot of good things about that CCleaner program that you can use. It's real good on startup when you want to remove programs from the startup or clean things or you know, whatever. It does a lot of good things. But it is free and you know but it does what it does we got our expert from chicago go ahead bill yeah real quick uh kind of change the subject like the last few weeks we was talking about this stimulus checks and that stuff uh i did some research and i was talking to a guy that if this doesn't pertain to everybody but if you had a tax preparer do your taxes for you anytime or help you do that and you took an advance payment on your refunds so you had a tax refund coming those those accounts that stimulus accounts goes in to his account and he has to send it back and re-clear it unless you put it in your own bank number it won't go to you directly in your bank number it goes to his bank number because he gave you say a thousand or whatever it was and then when you get the refund you get the rest of the money so that that was one thing i found out about the stimulus checks anybody's interested and got their jet they might want to check if they use a tax repair wow that was nice of you to give me your stimulus check oh thank you yeah i think that is true okay. because i've heard of people that's that probably somebody that coming through like h and r block so, like? yeah that's right. we've heard of that some people receiving that's their checks. That, that is actually true refund, where they give you yeah, they, they give you your refund before you do your return and right 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 but so then that that, that goes so on then there. they get your refund back right but, yeah but they, but they get their they get your stimulus check too because that's the number that the irs uses so they have to they have to send that back or you have to check with them and see if they got it in their in their file to you that's another and we're hoping another that many people get ssdi will actually receive that tomorrow with their regular payment we'll see if it works 
works that way. About that tomorrow. So right. or Friday. One more say. hand, and then we could do David's demo if you'd like, Bill. Okay. All right. Let's take care of that. Hand. Okay. Thank go you, ahead. Man. Area code five zero one. I always forget. Go ahead. Area code. I, this uh, is Sharon. I just wanted to say good morning to everybody from Little Rock and wishing all you a great day. And I always enjoy your show very much. Thank you. The check in the mail, Sharon. <laughs> yeah yeah we'll we'll get food or toilet paper or something in gratitude and thank you uh for those kind words she'd probably like uh, something nicer than toilet paper for gratitude well, i don't know hey, Chris and well, Dave are getting pretty desperate yeah if you don't have any you're pretty grateful let's deal with a raised hand i think we got marianne yeah we do it, it's, go ahead marianne it, it's not specifically about the trigger but i noticed uh uh you guys said you you were making your potatoes in the june oven and i was going to ask have you guys ever used any of the uh cool little uh potato pouches that you stick in the microwave no never never heard of them oh my lord they are the bestest thing for heating up veggies and such we found the ones we bought on pulse TV and uh, don't ever get started there because it's an addiction. It could it could be really bad. But there, it, I I have this little pouch that it just has like a little. Uh, I yeah, I have a little uh, pouch that that I, you can put a couple of potatoes in, and it just looks it almost looks like a, this glorified pot holder kind of material uh, with a little Velcro on the on one end of it, and you pop them in there in five minutes, and they taste like baked potatoes fresh out of the oven. And it only takes five minutes to do them in the microwave, and they're they're amazing. Marion, elaborate. What did you say the name of that channel was? Pulse TV. Is that on the cable? Pulse or is that, TV. I never heard of it. Um, it's it's kind of one of the as seen on TV type websites. Oh, okay. It's a it's a website. It's an on uh, you know, and it it has different things at different times and so on and so forth. But whenever they have the the, I guess they called them. I think they called them potato pouches when we bought them. But uh, they are such a they are such a time saver and you can put kind of any kind of veggie that you want just sort of to feel like it just got oven roasted and they just they taste incredible and it means not firing up something uh big for something little like that and you can have baked potatoes in five minutes uh, we like to we like to do them um to let them take a little bit more time for one because about the time your steaks get finished right your potatoes are done are the sure do they leave them crispy the skin crispy? yes yeah the skin is crispy on the outside and when you slice into them they are soft like butter can't beat that well no they... you might you might want to try it sometime and they're not that expensive on that baked potato up with sour cream or butter mm, that sounds good that's uh, my my husband loves steak and baked potatoes with sour cream and such and um, i don't want to heat up the entire house you know the big huge oven just to make a baked potato or two or something like that and so the potatoes or the steak might go on a skillet or something like that and the potatoes pop in the microwave for their five minutes and they're done and you just let them sit there for a minute and steam and they're just really good you don't poke them you don't do anything to them you just wash them and pop them in well it sounds interesting and like you said you're not out that much money i can no you're not and cook them for 30 or 40 50 but hey if i can cut down on that (laughs) 
you change your the way you bake a potato, like in this little cheap Amazon, I'm not talking about the one we talked about last week, but one we bought down here for last year for $59. I just say, Lady A, bake a potato. And it asked me how many or whatever the case may be. Could I put that in that pouch and do that the same way? Well, you wouldn't, you, um, is, is it an oven or a microwave? It's a microwave. Um, you, you could, but I mean, I like it, it has, when you buy them, when you buy the bag, when you buy the little pouch of bags, it has a little chart there that says how many minutes you put in each thing for. Like whether it's one baked potato or two, it goes in for five minutes. If it's zucchini, it's something different. They they have all these different charts for how much um, how much time you put in based on the quantity and the and what particular thing you're popping into there. But they're they're really really nice and they're easy to wash and take care of so just throwing it out there as an interesting product that might make your might, might make cooking life a little easier and these pouches are reusable marianne is that what i'm, what I'm oh getting? absolutely i've had the same one for like i think four or five years now oh that that's that's a good thing because you never know when that might be of some use to some i mean just because yeah somebody doesn't like it or want to use it hey no problem that's yeah, just pass it on a million different ways um to be able to you know to cook things in microwaves it might be a little more difficult because all microwaves are not created equally you know you've got some at 700 watts and some at a thousand and 1100 and, and that's why the charts on the thing are really really good and you can have um i don't remember if i still have the chart or not but um you can you can easily get like an IRA agent or something to scan the chart and just email it to you. That way, no matter what food you're popping in there, you'll know, um, you know, with your microwave, most of them these days are like 1100 watts seems to be the standard these days. And I use the, I use this potato pouch on the microwave I had before now and the one I have now, and they both, they both seem to cook it the same, but they had a, they had a sliding scale for different wattages of microwaves and different things like that and i thought about it when you said you were gonna put them in the june oven and i and i suppose at least since it's a smaller oven and it's not gonna heat up your whole house it's a good option but i just thought i would share that out there in case somebody enjoys an interesting other way to make their baked potato hey i'm all for options Options. (laughs) try it do you know the actual do you know the actual manufacturer of it? it just in case Pulse TV doesn't um, You know what? It. I don't remember, but I will get me an IRA agent and find out, and then I will email it off to Bill Spark. Awesome. Okay. Because it does have a tag on it and such, so I can find out, but it's been so long, I know I don't have the box anymore. And they and they have them. They they have them, but they're they're not always there. Yeah, there it's it's kind of stuff that moves in and out. And there are other versions of them. Some of them work well, and some of them don't, and so on. But the ones I have, if I can, I'll, I'll see if I can find a manufacturer name on it and pass it on because I know it's been working really really well for a long time. I know the version I would get. <laughs> I would get the version where Marianne cook, cooks the potatoes for me when I come over to visit her. That's the version I would get. Hey, yeah, so. you make it to Colorado, I will cook you dinner, Jeff. <laughs> I'm just Same kidding. for any of you guys. You make it to my house, I will feed you. You will not be sorry. I'm just kidding around with you, Marianne. <laughs> You'd be sorry. Well, see, and I'm not. <laughs> I really Uh-oh. will feed you if you show up here. Well, maybe maybe I should. So what, uh, Pulse TV? Yes. Oh, my husband yes. says he will oh, give me. 
my husband is going to give me a number for those who want it. There's an 800 number for Pulse TV. What is Very it? Helpful, right? What's the number? 800. 800. 711-1361. And their customer service is fabulous. That's 711-1361. That's number. correct. Our, our diehard note taker who takes notes of everything we say and do. Um, she'll put that in. I'll put that in the, the show notes that goes up with the podcast. Absolutely. Does Pulse TV have a live host? That, I mean, hosts that host these things or is it just a website? No. Uh, well, they do have some stuff where they have videos of some of their uh, of some of their stuff. They do have videos and, and such like, you know, the the on that is seen on TV type video type things there that are clips, but there's not specifically there's not a channel that okay. is the Pulse TV channel, um, at least not for on TV. But it's it's a lot of the things that you do see. They they gather things from like you know QVCs and other places where things have been sold and infomercials and things like that, and then they and they sell them out and they get um, and their stock turns quite a bit. And when something's popular, they they try to bring it back often and. And for those who are looking for masks and whatever reusables, my husband bought a box of 50 of them for like 23 bucks from them. Yeah. So that's yeah. another, you know, just out there. Um, it hasn't come in the mail yet, but uh, but he only ordered it like last week or a couple days ago. So we weren't we weren't expecting them. We weren't expecting them in the mail yet, but probably by next week, there'll be a, a bunch of reusables in our house. That'll be good. Then you can go out and, and shop without fear, Marianne. <laughs> I don't shop with fear now. I, I just, I refuse to, I mean, I believe in being cautious and sensible, but I also, you know, I, I, I was in New York for 9-11. I'm still here. I'm still here now. I'm going to be here till the day when God decides I'm not here anymore. Speaking of which, there, one of our people here, Marianne, on the list who does a gospel show on Sunday mornings before I come on by the name of Russell Zimmerman, they took his dog to, I guess, the dog's been sick. They took the dog to the clinic and now they quarantined it. So hopefully they're worried about the dog having the virus. And so... That's really weird. Everything comes out saying that dogs can't get coronavirus. Actually, there is another dog. I don't know where Russell Zimmerman lives, but there's a pug in New York that also has it and two cats. Aww. Yeah. They, they don't make your guide dog wear masks, do they? No, I'm just kidding, Mary. And there's been... <laughs> There's been some tigers here at the zoo that have gotten it. Yeah, I've I've heard about tigers getting it and such, but I remember some NPR stuff about dogs not getting it. Or yeah, um, and I just saw something on Twitter this morning from one of the TV channels saying that it's that they're advising that you keep your your dog at social or pet at social distance from other people now. That's not always easy to do when you're walking it in a in a city with a lot of people around. <laughs> well, and I don't think yeah. dogs understand that they're going to be hey. Hi, how you doing? I have a Labrador. He loves all people. Right. My 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 Uno is number one dog to an awful lot of people. So it, it would be hard to keep your dog away. And now cats might social distance, but <laughs> then again, if they take a desire to, they'll kind of bump against you or jump into your lap or 
you know, whatever the case may be. So cats are their own people on their terms. They are. And um, you, you can definitely to... tell Russell, I will pray for him and his puppy dog. You just have to remember that we're the staff for a cat. I bet they're having a fit with all the people staying home. Oh, They're probably wishing they'd go back to work. There's a couple of memes out there that some friends of mine were talking about recently. And one was one was one of a dog and a cat. And they're they're just they're chilling out on the couch. And the dog is going, yay, yay, dad's home, mom's home. All the kids are home. This is great. And the cat's going, what the hell are they doing here? <laughs> we have one hand raised from Joe in uh, Albuquerque, Bill. All right. Go, Joe. Go ahead, Joe. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is Joe. Anyway, I I had this crazy creative thought. Why don't we get a super-grade microwave 5,000 degrees, put the virus in it, and kill it? Just like in the way in Hansel and Gretel, the witch was killed. Hey, hey, the wicked witch is dead. Hey, hey, the wicked virus just heated up and gone and will save the world from this evil virus. I'm going to tell you, if it were that easy, they probably would have uh, cranked one up and done it a long time ago. Um, So with that... If you want to, we can move on to a recipe. Uh, we can. Let's see. Yes, we can. Go, Chris, go. This is a recipe for, uh, what is it a recipe for? Peanut butter cake, p- peanut butter cup cake. Not cupcake, but peanut butter cup cake. You need a 3.9 ounce box of instant chocolate fudge pudding. They say Jello, but this is a Betty Crocker recipe, so, you know, that's their brand. One and a half cups of milk, <clears throat> one box of chocolate fudge cake mix. Again, they prefer Betty Crocker Super Moist. One half cup of semi-sweet chocolate chips. One cup of mini Reese's cups halved. Now, I found that to be about 20 of the little mini cups. One half cup of coarsely crushed pretzels. You set your oven, you preheat your oven to 350 and you grease a 9 by 13 pan. You whisk the pudding mix in the milk for about two minutes till it starts to thicken. You stir in your dry cake mix and you really don't necessarily need a mixer. You spread that in your pan. You bake it for 28 to 32 minutes. I found I needed about 32 minutes. And you put the other stuff on and that would be your Reese cups. No, I'm sorry. I left out. You you also add your chocolate chips to the cake mix, but if you don't, you can put them on later. It's not a big deal. Uh, but anyway, you after you take that out of the oven, you put your other stuff on, which would be your peanut butter cups and your crushed pretzels. And you let that cool and you serve it with a spoon. And they said it's really good with ice cream over it. We didn't have any ice cream, but I imagine it would be good with ice cream over it. Sounds good if you're a peanut butter lover. Mm-hmm. Well, considering I think the Reese's peanut butter cup is the best candy ever made. Yes, that would be one to try. Oh, yeah. I love Reese's Sticks. Reese's Sticks? I never had those before. Yes. I like Mallow Cups, too, but no one seems to like those, but I love those, too. What's a Reese's Stick? It's like a Reese's Cup with crunchy stuff in it. Now, Dave likes the Mallow Cups, and they make those here. They make them right here in Altoona. They are good. good. I like them frozen. Yeah, it's sort of why. My father broke his. He liked Milky Ways. He used to freeze them. and He broke his tooth on one. So I don't. I don't eat Milky Ways frozen anymore. So <laughs> we have Bill on the. Uh, All right. On, on, so we got somebody on here asked me for a request, and now I can't remember what it was. I didn't write it down. Sorry. Wasn't it Jeff? Okay. 
No, Jeff, I got his, but uh, was it Chris? I don't think so. I don't remember hearing. Maybe Abby. Maybe Abby. Maybe. Okay. She'll come. I, gonna, okay. Oh, I know you unmuted me. I was going to say, Chris, I've made the recipe. The only trouble is, if you're a diabetic, you can't even look at it. <laughs> and that's the truth. <laughs> yeah, that that's the way most good things are, though. Yeah, right. That, that That's really good. And if you just walk by and smell it, your sugar is going to go up 20 points. <laughs> I always say, with, if it says low fat, no fat, reduced fat, it just tastes terrible to me. I just I, I know that, that I should change that attitude, but I can't stand it when they, it does well, taste that's like some of these recipes you see that are sugar-free, fat-free, gluten-free. What are they, Saldus? Oh, sugar-free, sugar-free stuff is the worst thing you can ever eat. Well, it's if like gonna, if you're going to uh, drink, if you're going to drink a Coke or anything, forget the word diet. It's like what, Chris? It's like sugar-free, caffeine-free stuff. You know, why bother? You might as well drink water. Yeah. But like it's you like go to diet left. Coke, you go to diet Coke, diet Pepsi, that stuff. You might just if you really need a Coke any. Time. Well, some just people don't a, have the luxury take, of doing uh, that. Just, yeah, but just take just for take health a small reasons Coke. they can't take and drink a whole Coke, even if well, they want to. If you can't, if you just need a little bit, because the diet Coke, the diet, the stuff they use for the diet Cokes and that will elevate your sugar more than regular sugar. A doctor told my wife on that a long time ago. All right, we got two more raised hands. Yeah, we got Marianne and we have Ellen. Let's get to Ellen because she hasn't been on yet. Go, okay. go ahead, Ellen. Yeah, thanks. Um, I Speaking of Diet Coke, I remember uh, my dad, well, he used to drink Diet Coke, and I tried one the one time, and there was a time, you know, and I just hated it but the, because of the aftertaste. The aftertaste is horrible. And then on top of that, I I read an email a long time ago. It talked about the dangers of uh, Diet Coke, and it said that over time, that could make you really, really sick. So if you're going to do a Coke, get the real thing. Don't, <laughs> you know... It was like, ew, it was nasty. Most of those things, they gave the animals, they did all that research on a whole lot more than a human would ever drink. I mean, like, seriously. And we have a hand raised from Marianne again, so... Go ahead, Marianne. Go ahead, Marianne. Uh, my husband just looked on Pulse TV. He said they are called Potato Pockets. And right now they're on sale from $11.99 down to $4.99 on sale. They do have them there. And but yeah, call because they go by, you know, everything goes really, really fast. So give them a call if you want them or you can go online and do it that way and such. But they uh, but those potato things are there. and. Um, in a way, Bill Bill is right. I had a diabetes consult recently as well, and uh, I get major migraines from aspartame and a lot of those of the other fake sugars and such. And she said flat out, if you're going to have, if you're if you really want something for the, unless you're going to use something like stevia, use have a little bit of something that you really really want instead of you know you don't need a whole can of Coke. You can have a sip or two and give it off to somebody else. Like if my husband's having a coke and i really want a taste i'll have a little taste of it generally now it's too sweet to me so i you know a little taste is goes a very very long way for me but um if you have a little bit of the regular for you it's actually way better for your body than most of the fake sugars that are out there that's what i know about these things yeah very good um i find myself that a diet works but i don't we don't drink coke on a daily basis just occasionally but if i drink a coke my blood sugar goes way up if i drink a diet coke it does not i'm only speaking for myself 
And I checked that with the, you know, with the um, freestyle lever that I've got here. Now, this is just for me, but I can't, but I don't drink them that often. So I don't know. I mean, if I drink a regular root beer, it's gone. That blood sugar just goes rising. You know, I don't know about Dave, but I think Dave drank a couple and his went up to 300 or better. That was almost four with one glass. So I, I just try to avoid it myself. I'm not saying, you know, that anybody is not right. And the doctor never told me one way or the other. So, but I just know what works for me. But, and then I know some people that will drink a case of Diet Coke a day. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. But yeah, I want, I want to throw out something here because I've experienced this twice. And so I'm going to throw out a question here because I know a lot of our folks being a coffee club love their caffeine. But I have on two different occasions uh, gave up caffeine for about a month or so. I think once was almost two months. But the problem is some people get this right away in a day or two, but it takes a while. I start getting headaches that I cannot get rid of unless I start drinking caffeine again. But what I noticed in both times was that my hearing actually improved. I could hear things like computer fans and refrigerators and I just certain lawn you know washers certain things you would notice are the birds outside that you're hearing it actually improved so my question then is would you you know if you do you could do something to improve your hearing and you have some loss upper frequencies whatever it may be would you or could you give up caffeine Never. I, I can't I can't stand decaf coffee. I could not do it. About the headaches, they, they do if you give it sometimes it takes a week or two, but they do go away. Oh, I I tried Chris for almost a month and they just would not subside. And huh. but it wasn't right away. It was a like a delayed reaction. And so it's Oh shoot, mine's not delayed if I go half a day without yeah. mine too, Jenny. Right. And my doctor said you can't go cold turkey. She said maybe you do a half a cup in the morning and half a cup in the evening and just maybe wean yourself down, but you can't go cold turkey. So now decaf coffee tastes awful. awful. Yeah, like why bother? And it has, yeah, why? And it has to be coffee too. You can't try to fake it and use something else something like that. tea. It won't do it. It has to be the coffee. Ah. I, I drink. And we have uh, uh, Dick in Milwaukee is uh, on here. Oak Creek, to be more precise. Oak Creek. Okay, well, let, let me unmute him. Go ahead, Mister Mister Dick from Oak Creek, Wisconsin. Hello there, everybody. Yeah, I got a little levity for you. I heard this on the radio uh, last week about being cooped up inside. The guy said he felt he felt like a dog. He was scrounging around the house looking for food. He was told to stay away from everybody, and he looked forward to car rides. (laughs) (laughs) Now, uh, on a serious nature, um, you know, a friend of mine, his mother got her her stimulus check, and she's been getting Social Security for a while, and it's been going to the bank. She got hers in the mail. Now, we haven't got ours yet, and I, of course, I worry because it's government, you know. Uh, working with the government, we know about that, Bill. Yeah, uh, that, Dick, that seems to be, from what I've read and understand, that seems to be people who filed tax using things like H&R Block or tax preparers, going back to what Bill was talking about earlier, where they're getting it in the mail, they're getting the check that way. So I don't know, like, if those are people who maybe didn't, you know, when they filed before, they just didn't have direct deposit in the bank and, and had always received checks. But, yeah, we're hearing of that. Some people still be checking your mail, I guess. And maybe yeah, is there any way of contacting the guy who anyone anyone knows how to contact to find out what the status of your check is? Or have they set something, that, something like that up? Uh, wait in line. There's probably a... There is an IRS tool, but it doesn't seem to work for SSDI. 
Oh, uh, so we've tested it, but I think Mr. Billiard was the one that said that that a lot of that's going to be, we hope, right uh, about the same time as you would receive your regular check. I don't know if it'll be the day of, but we're hearing. But right, take, we don't know. Who knows? There's been so much with this thing. Yeah. Take it for what it is, and I mean, I don't know, but you know, you might try that, Dick, to look to look that way. But when you did your taxes, Dick, did you do it yourself or have some? Do it. Oh no, we had to prepare to do it, and yeah. uh, of course, we got money back in, in, in our checking account. We got refunds that came to our checking account. That's we what we're hearing: is those checks come from having preparers. Uh, but I don't know. I I sincerely do not know. If they have a okay. on Thanks, guys. Deposit. Yeah, they should I had a preparer do my taxes, Mike, and and but he had it so that the tax refund would be directly deposited to my bank account, and then I got the stimulus check, and that was directly deposited to my bank account. So who gets them? Who doesn't? I have no clue. But I do suspect there's going to be another mailing out of a check. This. I think there'll be another check. Didn't they originally say they were going to make another mailing on the 3rd of May or the first part of May, that there would be another wave of them that went out? Yeah, but I'm talking about another another payment. I just have that feeling, and that'll get you a cup of decaf coffee, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, just don't believe it if it comes in an email, because there's scammers right now yeah, you know, really. sending out emails trying to... From what I've gathered and heard, that there's a possibility of another mass payment later. That's been going around, and I got something from an ACB member who said the check was going to be two thousand dollars. I don't buy that. I don't. I don't know if that's true or not. I'd rather say that uh, I would be weary of that. Just take for whatever you hear that we speculate is what it is. That's all it is. It's we know absolutely well, nothing. If something like that happens again, it would have to be approved by Congress. So again, it would be something that you would see in the mainstream news and not on Facebook or something like that. So. True. Three, we nine. do have one more hand from Ellen, and I know that Tim's got to get going on, but I'll, do you want me to take her call, Bill? Sure. Okay. Go ahead, Ellen. Um, real quick, I just um, I, I tried to, to find out some information on both the IRS website and the uh, Social Security set, but I didn't seem to find out any information. So I think the best thing to do is just wait and check the mail, check the check your uh, your bank, you know, your bank account, and hopefully imperfectly. Now, it may all those that have not gotten it may get them at the same time that we get our regular check, but we don't know for sure. So now we just have to kind of wait it out and see what happens. The only piece of advice I can give you, Alan, is. If you didn't file a tax return for the last two years and you're getting just a regular Social Security check and you have direct deposit, you can relatively rest assured that that check will be deposited into your bank account. That you can. Yeah, that's what I thought. Oh, excuse me. That's what I thought too. But you know, I was just um just wanted to let you know that I tried to do some re- research, but it came up empty. <laughs> well, I did the same as well, and that's why I said that the IRS tool's not working for SSDI. Yeah. There you go. Take it for what it is and hope by this time next week you'll say, I got my check. I got my check. So That's what I'm waiting on. That's what we'd like that's to That's why I always say don't spend it till you have it. I heard that. Yeah. What are you guys doing today? We are, are talking about the Traeger. Now, we're not doing a whole demo on the Traeger because we've already done that. However, they finally got the app working after we 
hounded them off and on for about a year. You know, we did one in February when we showed you how you can use the A-Lady. This one is actually showing you how to use the app. That's why it's not all that long, but it's it's just mainly focused on the app for the Wi-Fi Traeger grill. All right. So for the folks out there that can take advantage of this, here you go. We'll see you on the other side in just a few seconds. Good morning, everyone. Well, today we are going to do an update for the Traeger grill because today we are going to grill some steaks. So we're going to use the grill for steaks and the June oven for baked potatoes. So anyway, um, first thing I will do is uh, let uh, Chris give you a little bit of information about the app. Uh, what happened was that Traeger did an update on the iOS app or for the iPhone, which now it is working like it is supposed to. So uh, we'll have Chris give you a little bit of information and Chris is going to demonstrate a little bit about how this app works. Okay, this is, as we said, it's a Traeger and that is spelled T-R-A-E-G-E-R and this is an update to what we've already done before, so we're not going to spend a lot of time on describing the grill and all that, so if you if you're interested in seeing that, let us know or look back on the page and you can find probably the time that it was done. This is for the Traeger Wi-Fi grill. This grill happens to be a Pro 780, but you can get non-Wi-Fi grills too for all prices. Uh, so I'm not going to give a price. Um QVC even has one on today's special value today for $549. But what you need to do before you buy one is call Traeger and make sure, particularly if it's not Wi-Fi, make sure that it does not have an infinity knob that spins forever. Make sure there's a, a stopping and starting point on each, you know, so that when you turn it, it you get to the end of the cycle, number of cycles, and it stops clicking. So because I don't know how these new ones are, so be sure and check on that. Now, if you want a Wi-Fi grill, the number is 844-994-3473. That's 844-994-3473. Now, just the regular Traeger number is 800-872-3437. That's 800-872-3437. What was that first number for? That was for the Wi-Fi grill. Is that is that for Traeger? Yes, it's for Traeger Wi-Fi. Okay. Um, the they have two different numbers. I'm sure that if you called either number, they could get you to the other number. But they do have two different numbers. One is for the Wi-Fi grills, and they call them Wi-Fiers, and the other is for the plain non-Wi-Fi grills. Uh, Traeger, no matter what kind you get, it's very nice grill, and you can pay just about any price you want to, anywhere from five hundred, maybe even four hundred, to two thousand. So. Just if you want to spend your stimulus money, go for it. Um, you just download the Traeger app from the App Store or the Play Store, whichever. Are you ready for me to start on the app? Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. Page two of nine. Traeger. 
I'm going to go into Traeger. Traeger, heating up your account. Heating up your account. That means just loading. I think that's kind of cool. Now, um, you're going to see here, there's a lot of, there's some unlabeled buttons. Some of them I have labeled. We called IRA. The way they explained it to us is the buttons are in like a four square, two on the top, one on the left, one on the right, and on the bottom, there's one on the left, one on the right. The way VoiceOver reads it, the top left square is a set grill temp button. The way VoiceOver reads it, it reads it as though there are two buttons. There is only one. So, um, and it, it says button. I'm going to start at the top here. Select button. Start. Two grills. Two grills. We don't really have two grills, but we did have to replace a controller once, and I think that's where that's coming from. Zero following. Zero state. Featured recipe. Okay, you can get to some featured recipes and some other recipes. I'm going to skip through that. Those do not, they're just recipes. You can't, you can't like in the instant pot, you know how you can start a recipe and, and it'll just take over and do the steps. It, that's not how these are. These are just plain recipes with ingredients and directions. So across the bottom, the tabs you have are selected home, home. Tab. one of recipes, tab, learn, tab, three learn. and four. Shop, tap, four, Annabelle. Annabelle is where we're going because that's what we named our grill. So we're going into Annabelle. Close, button. The temperature, button. I labeled that button. If you don't label it, button. The probe, button. The temperature, button. Well, it used to say what it was. It would say button, possibly set grill temp. But anyway, uh, you can go in and label them. If you don't know how, that can be another, another for another day. Set probe temp. Button. Set probe temp. Button. Grill. Probe. 72 degrees Fahrenheit. 72 degrees is what the grill is right now. It's sitting outside. It's not 72 out, but the sun's shining on it. 48 degrees Fahrenheit. That's the probe temp. The probe is um, out in the sun. So, you know. The probe is for what you stick into the meat. So you'll get a, you can check your grill temperature, the temperature that you, your grill is preheated for and you can check uh like the steaks you know we're going to want them to go to 165 well, so will. you I want mine a little less we'll use the uh that we'll put the probe into the steak and plug it into the grill and we can monitor and when our steak gets to when my steak gets to 165 we'll take it up so that's that's how that works and the probe is out in the weather right now so it's going to be reading cooler because it's pretty cool out there yet so I want to set the grill temp. Set probe temp. Button. Set temperature. Button. Set temperature. I'm going to go in here. Kevin left. Button. This used to be a picker item, and you used to have to turn voiceover off, swipe, and hope. Turn voiceover back on, see what you got, swipe, and hope. <laughs> They've really improved it. Grill set temp. 165. That's the current temperature. That's the default temperature on the grill. I'm going to swipe to the right. 170. 175. 180. One, 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 I'm going to do a little faster because I'm going to 300. 255. 280. 290. 300. Like 300. Okay, because we like to have a little smoke on them. You get the less, the lower your temperature, the more smoke you get. Which makes them taste more like charcoal. I'm going to go down here to confirm. It's at the very bottom. Confirm. Button. Double tap. Close. Button. Set 
temperature button button set probe 10 button i'm gonna set the probe temp Seven left button 170 100 165 165 selected 165 confirm button close button. okay and then i'm gonna go back and check on everything and i'm just gonna do it by swiping and i swiped to get to the grill temp just i mean the probe temp just like the grill temp you swipe to the right it goes up swipe to the left it goes down and this is with the phone in portrait mode button annabelle idle Annabelle is currently idle because we haven't started her yet. Set temperature. Button. Button. Set probe. Button. Grill. Probe. 72 degrees Fahrenheit. 49 degrees Fahrenheit. Current. Current. 300 degrees Fahrenheit. There's the grill temp. 165 degrees Fahrenheit. There's the probe temp. Now what you just, you have to know is that you're always going to see the grill temp first. It's maybe doesn't say grill temp, but I mean, obviously, you know, if it's 300, that's not the probe temp. So, I mean, you're always going to see the grill temp first. You're always going to see the probe temp second that's just that's just how it works and you can go down and you can if you keep swiping set go set time but button you can set time timer zero timer set for zero because i don't really want the timer set i don't know how long it's going to take well i know about but i'm not going to bother with that because we're setting the probe remaining Keep warm. Button. And you can set a keep warm temperature as well if you want to. I'm not going to do that because we're going to eat them when they're done. <laughs> and we're not going to mess around here. Now, maintenance and support button settings. If you button. go into settings, name. you can name your grill. You can change the name. Firmware. That's where you see your firmware version. Config version. Wi Fi network. Flash 2.4. That's our Wi Fi. Signal strength. Good. Negative 52 dBm. Now, the signal strength, the reason I went into settings, it's kind of important that you know what that is because if your signal strength, they do these in minuses like the ring and some of those guys do. And you want to see... You don't want to see anything above a minus 60 if you can help it because that is just gets to be a, a lesser signal strength. The higher, the higher it goes, the less signal strength you have. So minus 35 is actually way better than a minus 65. That's just how they do it. I don't know why. So now what happens is they've got a safety feature built into this grill, and I'm really glad they did because, you know, this is an outside grill, and you don't want somebody across the United States or across the street or across the street setting your grill. Uh, that you don't want to do because I keep the grill in the garage, and I don't think I'd want somebody to, to uh, set the grill <laughs> and turn it on. But even if it wasn't in the garage, you still wouldn't want anybody messing with it. That's right. Yeah, I'm, I was going to say, I'm not going to, I don't have the steaks ready yet. They're out, but, and they're thawed, but I I don't have them ready yet. So, but you guys really don't need to necessarily hear all that. I will tell you that I still do them in aluminum pans, in shallow aluminum pans, because they still get plenty of smoke and it makes the grill a lot easier to clean. Yeah, it doesn't make a mess on that grill. And believe me, if you put them on the rack, they'll make a mess. They do on all grills. So I'm going to walk out here now. And since he cleans the grill. Yeah, I'm the one who has to clean it up anyway. So I'm going to walk out here now. And uh, I'm going to 
put the, uh, I'm going to come out to the grill. No, I close that door, Chris. Oh, the door didn't shut, so I won't do that. So I'm outside with the grill right now, and uh, Chris is inside. She is getting the steaks ready, and we'll manually start this grill whenever she gets the, uh, the steaks out here and puts the probe into the steak. It's a little breezy out here today, and the wind is blowing our wind chimes around a little bit. So, if I'm correct, now all I have to do is press the ignite button on the grill. You can hear the bird's big mouth in the background. At least the new ones. Okay, I press the ignite button on the grill. In the grill, when it starts, it turns on and off. At least the new newer ones do. I don't know about the older ones. Uh, it's got an automatic auger that feeds the pellets into the grill, into the asphalt. And what it has to do is it has to locate, the, get the, it grabs a hold of the pellets, and feeds a couple in, and then lights those pellets, and then the grill will preheat. And so what we will do is come back after it's preheated. And I can show you here it says Annabelle. Annabelle igniting. Igniting. That's how you know what it's doing. When it's get when it gets fully ignited, it will say it'll switch to preheating. Okay, I'm back inside right now. And we will return when we see with the uh, meat probe that the steaks are close to being done. And the other thing you might want to know is now they've added, you get a double beep and preheating is complete when your grill has preheated. Okay, the steaks are done. We've got them show cool down. And so the grill is we tapped on tapped on shutdown to turn the grill off and it will eventually turn itself off as soon as it gets uh, down to below room temperature. The grill will shut itself down. So now we're ready to go stuff our faces. We took the uh, steaks off the grill. They're in the house here now, and uh, we're ready to go. Let me give the phone numbers one more time. The regular Traeger number is 800-872-3437. That's 800-872-3437. The one for the Traeger Wi-Fi or Wi-Fi grill is 844-994-3473. That's 844-994-3473. Well, as I said before, everything worked like it's supposed to. So now we're going to go stuff our faces. If you have any questions, you can always email Bill Sparks at Bill at BillSparks.org. That's Bill at BillSparks.org. And if he doesn't have the answers to the questions, he'll get a hold of us and we'll make sure you get the answers you need. Or you may call us during this live broadcast about this item or demo rather by calling 646-558-8656 that's 646-558-8656 you'll be asked for a meeting id it is 848-725-450 that's 848-725-450 when asked for the user id just press pound that's all the time we have for this hour everyone safe and we'll talk to you soon until next week for another 
We are back. Thank you very much, guys. At least you could have shared the stage with us, Chris. Yeah. She stepped away. She'll be back here in a minute. But uh, the, the grill now that they have fixed the app, and we all know how long it takes sometimes to get apps fixed. And it took about a year and a little bit of complaining, and uh, they finally fixed well, it. And let me ask a dumb question here from someone who really doesn't know. I'm, I'm glad the app is working and we all know how long that may last or may not last. Could I, with my dot, could I basically do the same thing you just did with your iPhone? No, um, uh, because the, the commands for the A lady, um, there's only a few things you can do and you know, a lot of things you can't do with the A lady. You can you can tell it to set the temperature, um, but that's just about it. You can't tell. That's it. why the that's why the app uh, is a little bit better because you can get in there. Plus, you have the uh, plus you have the recipes in there. And the ability you, to watch it. Yeah. So can you can you not set the time on the grill? I mean, on the lady A, you can only set the temperature. Well, you can set a you can timer. set the time, but you're actually setting the A lady's timer. Not the time you're on the grill. No, you can you can with the app with you know with the iOS app. But most of the time you don't know how long it's going to take something to grill anyway because it depends on the thickness and so most of the time you're using the probe. When the other couple of weeks ago you were using Lady A, were you just using that to set the temperature? Right. Yes, that's right. Just to set your temperature. Okay, got it. But who knows? I mean, you know, give them a little bit of time and that'll be fixed too as well. So. Yeah. Now, does the Traeger have an issue of pellets getting stuck in there sometimes, like some of the other grills? Um, we've never encountered that problem. Not saying that there could be. Um, most likely, the only the only reason that the pellets would get stuck is if you had the pellets in a um, in an area that might be moist or something. They're in a bag, and if you had it in an area where they could collect some some moisture, they might clump. But we've never had that problem. Or you put too many in at once, maybe. Well, no, it feeds them itself. As right, it needs right. them, it will take them in. It's got a, a bo- the the pellet box holds uh, eighteen pounds of pellets. So if you fill that up, um, you're not you shouldn't have any problem, you know, because you, you can't really overfill it because the worst thing would happen it would overflow and you have pellets or, or but it, it takes them in. It's got an auger that takes them in as as it needs them. Right. I just I had a grill before that it would get jammed up. So that, that's a good sell for a Traeger if you don't have to mess with that. No, you don't. It does it does real well and and what it'll do normally um it did say in the manual that if if it did get a jam the auger will automatically reverse itself and it'll go back and forth and back and forth until it until it uh, finds the pellets and it'll take care of it and unlike some of the old grills no we never did unlike some of the old grills now it has a a pellet door so if you want to change out your pellets in the middle of maybe you grilled steaks yesterday and you want to grill chicken today and you want to use a different flavor pellets you can change out your pellets easily all you have to have is a bucket underneath it yeah you can open the door and let all the pellets dump out well with that i guess we'll start to wrap it up and thank everybody for participating calling in making the show interesting thank you to the panel for all the work you do and we're just thankful we had an on the air experience it would seem to be pretty good today have a good week everyone